to this week's episode of Tech It or Leave It, finding your true passion in tech, one podcast at a time. And my name is Frances Marie Tevez. And for this week's episode, this guest is very special, Achar. He is uh, basically one of the most successful persons I know personally. Ah, well, you're okay. flattered. <laughs> <laughs> so I've met this guy back in 2013. He ended up working at, in a startup he owned his own startup then become a special operations person then he also is a community manager now he's working for one of the best companies in the world also my dream company char <laughs> plugging my next guest is shadroy de la cruz hi Yay. shad hi insert clap <laughs> hi shad should be a clap <laughs> next time let's try yeah how are you? I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me in this uh, podcast. It's always a dream for me as well to actually join. Oh no, to try this kind <laughs> of uh, you know experience how, how it works. Yeah. How does it feel? So basically, this is your first time to do a yeah, podcast. Yeah, actually, this is my first time. Though I've been trying out, uh, you know, listening to my voice, but it doesn't work out <laughs> well. The trick to the, all of this is just to being calm, like. We're talking, but there are millions of people. Ah, millions. Wow, imagining it. <laughs> That's a nice one. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Tech It or Leave It, its main goal is to help people be inspired in their careers in tech. Mm. If they are currently stuck or feeling lost, or they just want to know the success stories of the people who have found their true calling in tech or their experiences. So I will be asking you questions on how okay. you entered into tech and then if you have tips and adventures that you want to share with the viewer uh, with the listeners we can do it also okay so let's begin okay game. the million dollar question oh, wow. is how did you end up in tech basically cool uh well i think way before when i was still young mm-hmm. you know, i'm always fond of technology so i'll probably share a little bit about it uh, when i was in first grade or second grade we had our first PC Mm-mm. where my you know where basically my aunt from the US sent us a you know entire PC Mm-mm. it was a Windows 95 Mm-mm. and basically if I can remember clearly it was Pentium 1 and that's basically the you know the first generation of computer of you know of a personal family computer and the way I've discovered how it works and you know trying to configure and also broke it several times <laughs> gave me this kind of a you know passion about technology and like you know trying to figure out what's you know how it works and also how this thing can help a lot of people you know through skills through new skills to learning you know some functions that makes uh, you know businesses works better and even as well as to the you know the systems that was created by this machine mm-hmm. and that one fascinates me a lot and you know as the years go by we had you know better computers and of course when i had when i bought my first laptop i realized it was like oh my god imagine before i had this you know box of uh, <laughs> windows 95 95 right and now you have a laptop or you know i think that was windows xp during that time <laughs> that was still very old mm-hmm. now we don't have windows xp anymore <laughs> and of course uh, a lot of those changes made me you know fascinated of how 
the, you know the base of this technology that you have been consuming or you've been using was created by people who are now billion dollar dollar but, men yeah and women <laughs> <laughs> they were billionaires mm-hmm. basically they're very rich and I was fascinated about that like if I can be like them by building technology mm-hmm. or you know being part of this tech industry I should be in it and that's where I said you know I should take up you know probably anything technology technology related related courses or so from second or third grade you already knew that you already wanted to get into technology yeah or, but or there were like times when you thought mm, maybe I should be a doctor or right. probably I should be I think there's a caveat about this as well because when before I joined uh, before I took my college degree I actually went to flying school because oh. I really want to become a pilot and I was in flying school I was on my probably six months on the program and I realized something's off something's this is not this is not meant to be le- yeah because <laughs> we were being trained on how to drive a huge you know plane, plane a machine and thinking about it it was like oh am I really just driving a plane the rest of my life plane? that's so boring and I want to do more I want to probably more challenge that isn't make me sit there for I don't know like five ten hours just driving people to their destination but of course there will be challenges but mm-hmm. nowadays if you know most of the airplanes are computerized like these are the main reason why hey I should be on the other side so I think that was uh, that was that what it was a decision where I you decided, decided to go to, into tech yeah where I took a computer science and went through the course of course and then yeah. being shad now so you could yeah. have been shad the pilot like this is your captain shad right that I yes oh. i always imagine myself uh, saying that as well <laughs> though to be honest uh flying is still a part of me mm-hmm. like i have this so i i have games in my computer mm-hmm. where it, you know i can fly you can simulate i can simulate flying, flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite games are flight it's microsoft flight simulator and it just fascinates me how you can actually fly a plane but you know on an actual plane it's still a it's different, different case yeah. yeah yeah but you mentioned that you were like torn into two things and then you ended up into tech uh what are your advice to those people that uh who are not sure if they should if they should be in tech or who are not sure with their current job but they want to switch into tech like what's the main thing that they should ask themselves before switching into a career hmm. I think uh, you know it's it's a it's also a decision it's a long process mm-hmm. as well you know just to share with you it took me a year being in the flight school mm-hmm. before you know deciding to like hey I need to get out of here mm-hmm. and then pursue something I would be more inclined you know, to yeah I would be I believe I would be more successful mm-hmm. to. and and there was a process where I realized, hey, uh, what, what kind of, what kind of personality, mm-hmm. and uh, how do you see? Also, like the question I always ask to people, how do you see yourself, yourself in five years? In five years, <laughs> and I HR. know this is a interview <laughs> HR interview question, but it's always makes me think about it. Like you know, well, how do I see myself in five years? Am I gonna be this guy or am I gonna be this guy? And you see both worlds, and you know the, at the you know in your imagination mm-hmm. during daydreaming, but you would always have a bias to one, Mm-mm. and that's where I decided, like you know, 
I need to do something more mm-hmm. and you know connecting to that as well like what is the thing that would impact you know my life mm-hmm. and the people around me the most and I think that was like also a decision where I said like hey let's go for tech mm-hmm. I think this is gonna be more mm-hmm. meaningful and make me more of a better person mm-hmm. but no offense to those who are in like pilot school because it's ba- yeah, basically case to case basis right I agree yeah. of course it's always the passion mm-hmm. right uh, to be honest I was very passionate about flying. flying and then you know of course in a year where I tried it myself mm-hmm. it just came to a point where I have this kind of a different but you need to try something else yeah I need to like figure out some ideas that I have and that that's where kind of passion becomes like a change you know again when you make a decision uh, and you put your heart in it it becomes a passion and of course that was also a point where I said like hey, let's, let's do this let's do this yeah. I think your, your best advice is like try it and then if it's not it's not working you know switch yeah. if there's something that <laughs> keeps telling you to switch I agree. okay trial we, and error <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. got into the the things that made you go into tech now let's get into the deeper process of how you managed to survive tech okay. so is there any challenges or any problems that you have encountered during your of your course time? I think when right after you know right after I was in college mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I was also a Google student ambassador mm-hmm. and that opened me to a lot of opportunities where I see you know more people are involved in this you know tech world and what do I really want to see myself? And you know, when I was part of you know GSA program, I realized I want to be involved in a company where where they create new things. Basically, where you know you create new things or probably improve the lives of the people. And that's how Google thinks. Like Google always have this kind of approach where they create products that would create impact in the world and I want to do the same I want to be a guy who brings impact to the world and right after college I had this crazy idea about like how can I provide information to more people and basically I created an you know a device and startup where we put this devices like it's a Android base uh, you know advertising digital display we put it inside the jeepneys and you know even taxis as well and then we have this real time access directly to our servers and we provide direct information to this uh, devices and out of it we also put ads in it for you know, advertising mm-hmm. but the goal was really to provide the information and for me that was essential a lot of factors mm-hmm. and I I I love that part like you know I, that I wanted to do that and when I when of course a year after you know a year after of doing all of this thing but you know it, there was some issues with mm-hmm. me and of course the, you know people together with people in the company we built uh, where we decided to like hey, we just probably have to uh, put this on the shelf for a bit and then think through what mm-hmm. we want to do next it's so, probably not the time yet or yeah we're not really I think ready. I was very young mm-hmm. yeah yeah being when you say you're a managing director <laughs> or a CEO of that company it's not really a fact it's just a fancy name but in the day you are a working person mm-hmm. 
you have to figure out. You have to, you know, every day, uh, you know, even 20, 20 hours a week, you have to work mm-hmm. around it. So, yeah, startup life is difficult, but difficult. it's, I, I would always remind myself that it was one of the, I think, best experience yes, I ever yeah. had. Yeah. You learned a lot during Yeah, I basically imagine I spent two years building a product and then the time, the effort, money, and everything is what... Uh, but it was not effort lost, probably. I feel, I think it's more of an experience added to mm-hmm. what I did. Like, you know, it gave me a new perspective of the world. <laughs> like yeah. you just can't... You can solve every problem. Mm. <laughs> okay, then after... But you can, you can do something. You can do something about it. Yeah. After that startup, where did you end up to? Yeah, I think um, so. Right after the one, uh, I I went a little bit on a lelo and tried to figure what I wanted mm. to do next, and that's where I was involved with GDG Cebu. And during the time when I was in GDG, I met a lot of people like you know Albert, uh, Dave, uh, and everybody else, and like almost the tech community of Cebu. During that time, it was very new, right? Like. You barely see a community working like you. I, I would you would hear a Python group, but you know, but mm-hmm. Pizza Pie. I think they're doing something, but not as often. They're not really that loud, or like they're not doing a lot in the community. But their community, I'm pretty sure that they were around. And there's also a design community, but I you don't really see them around. And uh, I heard that there's GDG already, and but they're not also active at the time and when you know Michelle approached me shout out Michelle yeah, <laughs> who basically invited me to you know work for the community mm-hmm. I totally didn't know what I'm gonna do I thought <laughs> I was gonna be a one-time <laughs> volunteer volunteer of organizing uh, an event and you were there Francis <laughs> and we were together <laughs> and uh, that was a totally change of mind and heart of like you know what should I do? Imagine on our first event, we're the <laughs> only one who got an ice cream machine. Can you remember that? Yeah, that was I the can. best part of the event. <laughs> and then we're talking about love your language, and then but we're talking in Tagalog with everyone, so <laughs> it's <know>. weird. <laughs> but it was a fun experience. So it was a totally different kind of. Uh, I know, but it opened us into this new approach in tech. Where like there's a exists. yeah, there's a part that is you have to give back. Yeah, like uh, and I think the value in the community is not about not just about you know uh, giving 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 to back to the community, but also learning together and, with them. You know, together with new people, together with people, you see a lot of people and you will recognize them. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're part of a community. They're part of this bigger that community mm-hmm. and it always fascinates me where there's a new connection there are mm-hmm. new people I'm getting to know again and of course uh, you know also this people has this connection and you know there's just chains of connections mm-hmm. that are built and also relationship that are built there so that's I believe the, the most value of community and yeah I feel like uh, you know just to share with you uh, the process of GDG was never easy as well because mm. again for for me that was a one-time <laughs> thing but I it gave me like years of organizing it uh, you know and 
there was a time where you know we were the only three doing a lot of this stuff and I felt so exhausted mm-hmm. about doing it like first year you know uh, Dev Fest 2015 we did it in Golden Peak and we were expecting about 300 people. people. We were like, food of 300. <laughs> and then how many showed up? 150. <laughs> less than. Less that. <laughs> that was less than 100. And I, I mean, no, 100. 20 two, plus. Three, I think. Um, 102 really? or three, yeah. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't count. <laughs> and I was like feeling so sad about it. Because we prepared so much. We run around. We do a lot and stuff like that. And and right food. after the event, right? The food, are so, there are so many leftover. Mm-hmm. You know what we did? I have, you know, my friend Chris, he mm-hmm. had a drive, like he had a car at that time. We it. brought all the food and we went around Cebu and gave it away to the children. Yeah, children, people. We just give it to them and mm-hmm. it was like, a, it was a sad and kind of a realization where I came to the point where I said like, we can do better mm-hmm. next time. And then I said, we have to formalize a group. We have to build this. We have to, you know, try to figure out how we can improve the team. Mm-hmm. And of course, I just want to shout out as well to the people who was always there to really help us. Was I think Mama Michelle was really a main mm-hmm. person for all of this. Who believed in Cebu. <laughs> yeah, and also where she also allowed me to visit Manila and see how they do it there. Mm-hmm. And of course, GDG Philippines has been doing it really well. And for me, learning from them was an eye-opener as well, where I see, hey, wow, this is how we should do it, we can do better as well. Mm-hmm. For me, it was always about how can we do better? So the next year, 2016, we organized several, a lot of events, like we've been to almost everywhere. We went to, to Bohol, we went to, we organized an I.O. of 500, a lot of people there. And then on the DevFest 2016, where we times 10 yeah we times 10 that was a part as well the time i just want to share with you that i felt super exhausted exhausted like i've never been exhausted in my life during that event like i was super tired i haven't even posted about the event post event uh until january like the event was in november yeah it was uh, november end i think and then I never went online for quite a long time. I'm just chatting people, but <laughs> I barely have a voice Mm-mm. to talk to because I was so tired. And at the year end, right, I said to myself, like, I feel so tired, but I want to do better next time. I want to do better next time. And that's when 2017 came and, you know, Michelle emailed us that hey, the Devrel team are coming to Cebu. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. That was like four weeks before in February, right? <laughs> uh, probably five weeks. And they want us to organize a, an event. And I was said, like, okay, we have to organize this. You, 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 let's divide ourselves and do roles. Mm-hmm. Roles that are meant to make us better. I feel like not only me was uh, learning, but also, you know, the, the team mm-hmm. like you know Jigsy he tried to figure out how to do it better you you, you try to you know, speak <laughs> in front of people better mm. I feel like we've developed ourselves super better and that was the best part mm-hmm. and we learned how the process works we all learn and then 
we also figured things out. We grew up. We grew up, yeah. 2017, 2018, 2019, today, I feel like we've, we've done a huge part for Cebu. Uh, because number one is there are more uh, tech communities in Cebu. More people are now joining communities. And I feel like, you know, when something that they want to connect with, uh, you know, any people want to connect with, they go to community. So that's like uh, already an achievement. Uh, go up for mm-hmm. us. Number two is uh, we see more and more uh, new faces getting involved. There are people who are now giving back and more people who speak as well mm-hmm. locally. More speakers. More speakers. I feel like there's a huge growth in there as well. And of course, I think the continuous growth of community as well. And, and I feel we are now in a part where we're gonna be, you know, plateauing mm-hmm. in the community part, but we're also at the same time, you know, focusing on what are the skills, what are the m- most important, uh, you know, things that we have to learn, in order to you know, become career ready, mm-hmm. to become better. Again, it's always how can we become better. Okay, so I think we already got <laughs> into the JDG history, but. Aside from what you do with GDG, you had a regular job, right? Yeah. So what do you do? Like you did, you became a CEO and then you're a special <laughs> officer Correct. or operations? Operations. So basically I worked for a company called Semf before. And uh, Semf is a web design, web development company. They build a lot of these awesome apps mm-hmm. as well uh, for both Cebu and also mm-hmm. foreign, uh, you know, mostly outsourced projects. but. You know what I do there was like I focus on one project called. Uh, I've actually done several mm-hmm. stuff inside, but yeah, the, the longest involved. one was the YYY jobs, mm-hmm. where my basic work was really focusing on business operations and also trying to be a growth hacker at the same time. And you know I basically focus on gaining new people to check out the app. But before that, we had an you know, viable product that we built through, you know, social media. So I created bots, you know, to connect these people. And also, I also worked on different kinds of, you know, Google hacks mm-hmm. to m- automate a lot of the process that we have inside the startup. So basically, I was really part of the startup and we built the product from zero until we launched into, you know, five to six countries uh, Worldwide, so cool. I was like that was my main goal. I was uh, I was a launcher as well. I was a growth hacker. Oh, well, you have a lot of roles, Shad. Yeah. So you were you were at some point. Let's look, let's re- let's recap. You were a CEO, but were you also developing at that time? Well, I do the UI part, mm-hmm. but not a lot on the development because again I was doing a lot in, a, in the operation side oh, okay and then you you're a community manager yeah. as well and then you're a special operation so you did the business development you had a process you're I think you're a process engineer like creating new things for the startup to make it yeah easier process and then how did you end up in Google good question <laughs> so basically uh, what I do right now at Google is uh, part of the team called developer relations Mm -hmm. and dev roles basically are you know the people behind connecting the communities the engineers 
and uh, you know, the products of Google, like you know, and and technology like you know, Firebase, and you know, there are different technologies that are available. And basically, we we connect with the communities like JDG, and really getting you know feedback from them and how we can you know organize more better activities and supporting the needs of the developers as well really hearing what developers are thinking as well but specifically what i do at google is more on the developer student clubs so let me just share about it so dscs are uh, you know university clubs uh, they are you know basically a group of students who love technology and want to organize several activities uh, you know workshops hackathons, uh, you know, talks, events in their campus to really focus on developing their skills and become better at it. And uh, in Southeast Asia alone, uh, we have about 140 of them. And worldwide, there's about 750 uh, DSE mm -hmm. chapters already. But in Southeast Asia alone, I handled six countries, including uh, Philippines, Pakistan, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, and Vietnam. So all of these countries, uh, there are different leads here. And what I really love about this group is the diversity, where we are, I don't know, uh, huge percentage, 30% are, are females, and most of them are really passionate about technology. And it always fascinates me because, you know, we started as a student. <laughs> yeah. And I always believe that students are the future. And you know the effect of how you contribute today to them will take effect probably in the next couple of years. It might not be you know right after they graduate, but the culture, the you know the ideas, mm -hmm. the the experience, mm -hmm. still continues until the time, you know, uh, like after what we are now. Mm -hmm. Still part of this, like we were something like it's now part of our system where we're kind of passionate about things around us. We see the world quite different now, where we think about, you know, how can we solve this kind of problems? Like, you know, how can we contribute back to the world? And how can we help more people? And how can we help more people? And all of this kind of factors makes me think that, oh, uh, now I know why I had that kind of experience, because the effect is, me now like it, <laughs> you're it, the product <laughs> i guess like, i think we're gonna be you know I, I would very happy to see a lot of these students mm -hmm. will become successful in their future careers and that's that's the main goal the main goal of course in the success of their careers there will be more impact that they you know give back to the mm -hmm. world great impact that can benefit a lot more people right okay thank you shad i think yeah, and um, also just want to share mm -hmm. on the on the so DSCs are basically one year. Uh, they are you know the leader sector for a year, and the goal of the lead is you know organize this kind of activities and at the same time they build projects for the for their community. So you know I'll just share with you there was an app built by uh, you know a student from Indonesia mm -hmm. where he created an app. For flood alerts. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. So the flood alert system was where the neighboring areas can get notifications whenever the rain or the water rises above, uh, you know, above the level that they have. 
and they're you know if it's required that they have to evacuate or they have to move or you know, something like that so that was a you know that was an example that was an example uh, and every year we have this program called the global solutions challenge mm -hmm. where students and communities of the students can create app and you know apply for this so once they submit, they will be selected, and the winning team will be, you know, given a chance to visit the, you know, the Google office in Mountain View, California. Ooh, yeah, that was so nice. Yeah. I visited one time. It was a good experience. Okay. I know. <laughs> now it's going back, going back. So you mentioned that, uh, you know, community, your experience in the community prepared you to your role now. So um, I'm asking in, in behalf of all of our viewers, uh, listeners, I always say that. Um, I think this is your, do you, do you think that what's your job now is your dream job? Hmm. <laughs> I feel it is one. I, I think it's an you know, achievement and lack that um, I got to work for mm -hmm. Google already. But uh, I think the other roles that I want to explore is on you know more depth into the you know not only in the community part but i want to build you know products would probably mm -hmm. be if i'm given a chance i want to be part of a product team mm -hmm. or if not i want to take part of a you know different team as well mm -hmm. it could be inside google it could be yeah. uh, you know any company as well but i've always imagined myself creating a product that could really impact the world wow Miss Universe, I'm Mr. Universe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like wow, I that got deep yeah. so quickly. Okay, last ten minutes of our interview. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yes. So, how do, how does it feel that, um, you know, with all the challenges that you've had, with all the things that you encountered, with all the things that you have unlocked, like you know, because of millennials, you know, our, our generation. We always have that feeling that we, when, when someone is at reached that point, we should actually reach again at that point. Or so, do you think that you know you you reached it quickly? Mm -hmm. So, what is your advice to those who haven't really figured out like what they wanted to do at you know at a certain point in their lives? And um, what can you advise and how what can they do in order to figure it out? Actually, so basically, you took a year off mm -hmm. for you know during in between your startup life your CEO life to your special operation and you did community work on the side but how did you get into the process of knowing exactly like okay I want to be a pro I want to be able to create impact so I should do this I sh I'm, I'm good at this so take me to the process of discovering yeah. who Shad is right now interesting uh, wow <laughs> okay, okay I'll give you a minute <laughs> <laughs> nice no, fine I think uh, the part where I I think it's a so it's a matter of uh, I think I, I don't know if you believe it. Mm -hmm. It's also a matter of you know grace. Mm -hmm. It's an unmerited favor mm -hmm. where you know anything around you has like a purpose and mm -hmm. a reason. Where the people that you meet could be you know uh, a friend, mm -hmm. and at the same time. Could a also blessing. be a blessing for you. All your friends are blessings. Just, <laughs> <I agree>. just <laughs> so, <laughs> so mm. I think uh, you know, share with you uh, during the time where I took a time off mm -hmm. right after the startup. Uh, it 
also gave me an opportunity where to meet a lot of people. And one of the people I met is basically Albert. Mm -hmm. Albert, uh, he became a GDE that year. Mm -hmm. And of course, of course, out of the you know the things that I'm doing, I'm very passionate about a lot of things. Every time I <laughs> a lot of people would notice this. Every time I ask or talk, I always passionate to know more mm -hmm. and I am really fond of asking people uh, weird and random <laughs> questions. Yeah, I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And out of this, you know, uh, I've also, you know, somehow get to know a lot of people and again, Albert, out of that, you know, gave me kind of an opportunity, you know, you know very weird case as well. Uh, where we, were, we were in Manila and he wants me to, you know, work for him. And I said, I'm still doing a lot of stuff right now. Like I have, a, you know, I have a nice job. I'm earning well, right? And he wants me to join the company. And I said, let me think about this. And what happened was, mm. we're in Manila for a day because we went for an event there. Mm -hmm. And we went back to Cebu. And, you know, we went out for dinner and we missed our plane. Wow. Yeah, we missed our plane together. And then what happened was we kind of like, you know, you nagged the airline and we were found out that it was the airline's fault. And we were booked by a hotel and, you know, they oh. removed our flights and everything. But that was also a great point and chance for us both to talk more about <laughs> what we, why he wants me to, you know, part of Sim. And the next, you know, the next day, right before we land in Cebu, back in Cebu, I said yes to him. <laughs> it was like, a, wow. it was like, okay, I'll join your company. Let's talk. And right after, you know, two days, three days, I joined them. Wow. So that unexpected circumstance. Yeah, very unexpected. And of course, I think from that point, I also was in the part where I want to figure out what I really want to do with them. I have this kind of skill set and you know i'm good at you know a lot of things there are also some things that i'm not good at and what i can you know what can so i always think like this what kind of value can i add to this company like what kind of value that i can put in the, on the table that would help the company become better and that was also you know a point like hey, hey so this is what i'm doing i'm doing this kind of stuff and that also showed them like, oh, this is how shot works. And of course, I think that's where that's why they put me in in the startup. Yeah, in the startup because I think I am also a fan of it as well. But yeah, and through that process, I discovered myself better. I figured out the skills that I needed to become better. And of course, uh, you know, when Google asked, you know me if I want to join the company the first person I told was basically Albert and I asked him Albert so you know I had this email uh, you know joining Google and I don't know what to do about it can I go <laughs> and he wow. was like he was Albert was like are you kidding me bro what are you gonna do let's go go and I was like okay I'm gonna wow. apply now Albert that's so like supportive. that's like amazing like I've never seen a boss like that right I'm always fascinated by you know Dave and Albert how they run stuff and when I joined Google you know, 
I've seen so much similarity with how things are run. With Sim. Yeah, with Sim. And I would always think about this, that if there's a company in the Philippines that is super googly, that is Sim. And you will become as googly person as possible. When you join Google, you will feel like, oh, shucks, it's a different work, work life. You know, it's not an eight to five work, but you know, it's different. You have this passion of different perspectives. You have control over your time. Mm -hmm. You have a different thing to do as well. But again, this is a very fascinating uh, company. Again, uh, I think the experience with them was a huge point of how I also got to Google. And uh, my experience, you know, the, I think really focusing on experience, developing the experience, and the value that you can put in on the table. And figure that out as early as, you know, the moment you start your career, mm -hmm. think about that one. What are the things that you are really good at and you can be better at, that you can bring that to bring value to the table? Wow. Actually, your take is very unique because normally, mm -hmm. normally, when you ask people like, well, if you apply to this, what can the company give me? Like what the kind of benefits that I have if I join that? Mm -hmm. But for your case, you're 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 thinking that what kind of value with my skill set, how can I be better and how much value I can give to that company? That's so nice, interesting way of you know looking at it. And clearly, you're super blessed. Like you just got with your story. Yeah, you had two jobs offered by you. Mm -hmm. You didn't actually <laughs> apply for that. So. Maybe that's one point to change your perspective, basically, when you're applying to another job. Like, um, you know, it's, of course, let's be practical. You have to think first of, you know, how to survive or how to become better. That's true. Yeah, but aside from that, you know, you have also to think about, like, what kind of value you should be putting in. Because, you know, you can have a big job or a big income, but you don't actually give good output so you're not really growing as a person probably you're growing your tax <laughs> but you know <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but, but it has to be the experience and yeah. that's something that that i really like well this interview that i got to see shad better like it should be like shad yeah. be blessed <laughs> yes hi kim yeah so just to let you know that kim's uh, Shad's wife is here. Hi, Kim. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So I think we're in the last right. part of our interview. So you recently got married. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hi, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for Shad? Oh, awesome question. I think uh, <laughs> there are still a lot of plans. Mm. I, I still, of course, Kim and I are very, you know, we're millennials. Mm. We love to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. We love to explore new places. We also love to meet a lot, you know, new people, new things around the world. And I think, uh, you know, most people will ask us, hey, you got married, you will have a kid now, yeah, right? But I think in our perspective, it's kind of like, you know, not yet. We want to ex explore more uh, together. We, we want to experience how married life works <laughs> and also really enjoy ourselves together. Like, you know, uh, what we want to do, what we want to achieve and support each other in that part as well. And of course, uh, I've also have a lot of aspiration. Like you know, I want to probably move to a different place and see how you know the culture is there as mm -hmm. well. And really, I want to experience that. I want to experience you know getting out of my comfort zone again, and really challenge myself to be better. 
So that's always like my case. So. Well, I hope to see you be more successful in the future. <laughs> Thank you, Shad. Thank okay, you so much. This is my second to the last. Ah, sorry, my final, final last. Final okay. Last. What is your advice to everyone listening here? Uh, it can be they might be starting their career, they might be stuck in their career, or they just think finding an inspiration into their next move. Yeah. What is your suggestion or your advice for anyone in tech or who are planning to go into tech in general for 2020? Interesting. I think the first one is find what you are really passionate about. Uh, you know, find that you know, uh, it could be a technology, it could be, you know, skills that you believe that could really, you know, impact yourself. But again, you go back to the questions. How do you see yourself in five okay. years? And you think of that five years clearly and see, you know, like, hey, if I, in five years, I want to work for Google, right? What are the things that I need to do in between? And what are the skills that I need? Do I need a project management skills? Do I need a uh, technical skills, or I need to learn both, and not only learn, but you have to experience it. So experience is very important, and you know I, I think a lot of news online already. If you really want to be in the tech, you have to have experience, and experience speaks for itself already. Um, yeah, and I think most of the people will always have that kind of perspective that. You know, a lot of the young generation nowadays, they're more thinking that they're really good at it. People will hire me and that. You can like skip. Yeah, yeah skip. No, no need. I'm really good at it, right? Like I, I notice a lot of people are, you know, being like that already. But I think, you know, if they change a little bit on the perspective that, hey, uh, actually, the, you know, the industry nowadays are focusing on experience. And if you're a fresh you know, person coming out from the university, you don't have the such experience yet. Why don't you build, uh, you know, stuff first, like experience, create stuff, and create your you know, portfolio if you're planning your to be a developer. And become a developer. Any projects that can provide more support to what you want to become, and I guess uh, you know it will really help you, you know, build your experience in a short period of time than you know working for a company for like three years two years not bad of course it's a good thing because always people will see that way first but you know if you have projects it always also will help you out so yeah i guess those kind of factors thank you Shad. thank you so awesome much. a big big hand and happy new year everyone Woo! thank you how was your first podcast interview <laughs> thank you francis <laughs> uh i'm really happy thanks for having me here Okay, uh, do, can if we have people interested in DSCs or you know getting to getting into you know the developer swimming club, do do you have? Sources? Right, so they can always Google it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, developer swimming clubs are you know if you are interested to be part of the program by next year, it will be open on April, and for any other programs like you know Google Developers Expert program, you can also check online. But you know the fastest way is to getting involved in the community, Indeed. which is uh, GDGs. We in the Philippines there's a lot of GDGs, uh, and I think it will allow you to also really involve and see a different perspective about you know the tech world. And 
and of course there's a lot of things as well that you can explore from. okay so yeah Okay, if they want to know more about you, Char, yeah. if I, how about they get in touch with yeah, you? Yeah, I guess like there's a LinkedIn. I'm I'm act getting active there. <laughs> Twitter, I'm super active now. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I noticed, uh, you know, most tech people are in Twitter. Twitter. Uh, you know, just refrain from seeing those uh, trends, trending, you hashtags. know, hashtags <laughs> in the Philippines because mm. you will see a lot of different you know, things mm. as well. <laughs> Twitter is all sorts of things, so... Uh, again, for new tips from you know Google developers, you should follow that uh, you know uh, 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 Twitter account mm -hmm. and also other tech people as well. So that would help you in also figuring out hey uh, what's new, what's latest, what's also you know should be doing. Yeah, so that's it. So yeah, thank you so much, Shadroy de la Cruz, woohoo, my first guest for twenty twenty. <laughs> Fun fact, this is not actually in January. <laughs> so Shad is not here in Cebu right now. He just yeah. came here for the Christmas party for GDG Cebu. So thank, thank you. you so much, Shad, thank for you so sparing much. your time with us. And if you like this podcast, make sure to give it a big thumbs up. Share to your friends who are interested in learning more about communities, interested to apply to Google. We have an actual <laughs> Googler here. Or interested to just be inspired in how they can be better in their careers in tech. Share it to your friends, and this is available in any place where you listen to podcasts, to Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, and reach us at Tech It or Leave It in Instagram and Facebook. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you so much. I'm Emprentice Marie Tevez with my guest today, Shadroy de la Cruz. Yay. Thank you so much for listening, and this is Tech It or Leave It, finding your true passion in tech, one podcast at a time. Bye, guys, and have a nice day. Yay. Yay. Yay.